Hey everybody, Chris here with the Beers from Last Night podcast. I want to welcome you to uh, the first episode recorded after the new year. Thank you for sticking with us and uh, listening weekly. Very much appreciated. Uh, this week I've got another special episode with um, uh, another guest. Uh, this one is somewhat of a crossover episode uh, where my guest today actually has a, a YouTube channel of their own where normally they stick to um, food and food reviews and things like that. Uh, kind of what I do just on the uh, on the food end of things. Uh, but tonight, uh, he's going to join me for a beer. So I'd like to welcome uh, Emery West of the Highway Maniac to um, to the Beers from Last Night podcast. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Chris. Really appreciate it. Welcome, everybody, this evening. Yeah, so uh, Emery's uh, YouTube uh, channel, uh, Highway Maniac, is uh, very entertaining. Uh, he, he goes to great lengths to visit some very interesting sites. Um, a lot of the episodes so far have taken place in Texas, in the Houston area. Um, and like I said, they do spend a lot of time um, doing restaurants and, and uh, food venues as well. Uh, so I don't believe you've got an episode out yet where you've done any beer. Uh, so I'm excited to have you on and uh, have this be your first uh, beer experience too. Absolutely. So am I. Very excited to do my first beer one. Yes. So what have you brought uh, for us to drink today? So tonight we're going to be drinking uh, a brewery in downtown Houston. Uh, it's actually in more in the uh, uh, Kingwood area. It's called Ingenious Brewing, and we're going to be drinking Harvest Haze. Yeah, awesome. I'm very excited about this. Uh, Emery got in touch with me a couple of days before they came up and uh, shot me the list of what would be uh, available in cans at Ingenious that day. And uh, this is this is one of the ones that caught my eye, so I'm very excited to drink this. And those of you who have been listening to the podcast so far know that uh, we don't usually stray too far from the main beers because there are so many great ones. Um, but I'm really excited to get my uh, my hands on this Texas beer. I've had a couple that you brought me in the past, um, but this one uh, I, I'm real excited for. Is uh is the camera see everything right now? Camera sees everything we're doing. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's the other neat thing about uh, this episode is that um, there will be kind of a counterpart episode um, on the Highway Maniac, where um, you'll be able to see the live uh, the live feed of this podcast. I don't know how interesting it is to watch two people just sit, sit and talk and, and whatever, hey, but we're going to drink beer, right? That's yeah. got to be somewhat interesting. Yeah, I <laughs> you I actually I've been surprised at how many people have uh, have asked for a live component of it or a video component of it. I'm not that good looking. I, I mean, you're going to figure that out now, but um, if you didn't know that before, here we are. Uh, you've got your your live video, and you'll have to tune into the Highway Maniac and uh, and check out some of their other stuff as well. Um, but I did want to show this glass. Uh, I got this for Christmas. I think I forgot to mention this already. Emery's my stepdad, actually. So uh, for Christmas, they, they brought me some ingenious beer and they brought me some ingenious goods. Uh, so I got myself a nice ingenious um, beer glass that I'll be drinking my ingenious beer out Absolutely. Of, uh, tonight. So I've switched my fanboy status from Bissell Brothers for the day uh, to ingenious. I'm going full ingenious gear. I would have been wearing my shirt, too, if that wasn't in the wash right now. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, very very excited. All right, so Shall we open one. We crack one of these open. Absolutely, let's get to it. There you go. I'm gonna do the honors. Oh, we're each gonna have. One. Oh right. yeah, we might as well each do this, right? All right. So you want to describe it a little bit? Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? Why don't you go ahead? All let's... right. So here's the unique thing is everybody is that a couple of days, like Chris had said, before we came up from Texas, we drove up from. Uh, we live just outside of Houston, and before we drove up, we actually went over to the brewery. 
and we missed one of their unique openings of a five round of beers for Christmas and instead Chris had said he'd like to have this one so I brought this one up I brought four cans with us and on my visit there one of the unique things about this brewery to me that stood out was that everything they do is in very small batches to me which I I think was really interesting because as Chris he's kind of introduced me to these IPAs the new style of micro brews and I've never been a huge beer drinker. I was always a scotch drinker, and now I'm becoming a beer drinker. I'll never have your taste palate, but that's okay. Um, I got it for food. But as I was there, they do a small batch, and their beers are, I think, exciting for the you know the Texas market. I think they're very exciting. Um, the gentleman that I spoke with while we were there that night, he was all excited about the stuff they were going to release for the holidays. And I can't. I I was hoping to get some, but we didn't. But you know, hopefully, as I keep coming home, I come home about every six months. Maybe we can bring home some. You can check them out. Yeah. And you know, I'll keep bringing up beers from Texas, and maybe we can get them on here, and you guys can see them. And as I travel the country, because that's pretty much what we do. And when Chris tells me he wants a beer from someplace. I'll grab a beer and bring it home, and he'll either tell you about it on here, or maybe we'll do it together. We'll see how this all goes. Yeah. Kind of exciting. I, I really think that's ultimately my goal, is that I'd like to uh, be insightful to more than just people in Maine, um, you know, get some beers that are accessible to everybody who wants to listen to this podcast. Um, one interesting thing, before we get uh, back to the beer, but one interesting thing I noticed is that a lot of the beers in Texas are still um, in 12-ounce cans. Yes. Have you noticed that, too? It, very much so. That um the micro brews down there, they don't seem to do a lot of small cans. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of them that's been there a long time. Some yeah. of the older breweries will do small cans. There's actually a lot of bottle places there that still do bottles. Wow. But I'm, you know what I mean? It's where you're teaching me and I'm learning. Yeah. I mean, the bottle industry for me, if I see a beer in a bottle, yeah. I'm not so apt yeah. to just pick it up and try it like you are and right. bring them to me. So right. I, I look at it and go, if you're canning, that means you're a little bit bigger. Yeah. And I'm I'm probably more hesitant to actually buy one in a bottle than I am a can. Yeah. So it's yeah, that's now I brought you home that growler. Right. Now what yeah, was that's... cool about that, I filmed that for for you. So we'll get a picture of that. Oh cool. They made it in front of me. And actually canned it. And actually canned it, it. Oh, that's in cool. front of me. So they yeah. that was kinda of interesting, right? We're at the brewery, we're there, it was like nine o'clock at night. And they had this one particular beer that I wanted to try. I tried it, and I wanted Chris to have a good try of it, but it needed to be done. I didn't know how long it would last in a growla. So I brought it home, and you know, you showed up the next night, we're yep. home, and I said, we got to do this. Yep. And so what it was, he gave me a 32-ounce growler. He actually filled it there in front of me, and then put it in the machine, and he actually canned it in front of me. So that will be on this video. You'll see that further on in, in the episode, and That's you'll get cool. to see him actually canning the growler that I brought home to Chris. I'm excited for that. I didn't know about that part. Yeah, that's um, cool. But that's cool. No, you got a great point there that, um, you know, a company that or a brewery that's willing to invest into in a canning line, very expensive equipment, um, obviously they've they've had some success and they, they put a lot of pride in their business. So um, the reason I pointed that out is that uh, most of the, the breweries that you find in this area, and especially uh, in New England uh, as a whole, are all canning in these 16-ounce cans. And it's okay. very, very uncommon to find a 12-ounce can. That's why I thought it was interesting that a lot of the stuff you've brought me in the past has been then, in a 12-ounce can. Okay, yeah. Um, so I was excited to see this. 
And from what you tell me about Ingenious, um, the pride they take in their beer, uh, very, very interested. Um, so we'll go, we'll get right into the label. Um, it's, it's a pretty, uh, relatively plain label. It's, a it's a white backdrop or those of you on video here, I'll just hold it up and you can look at it. Um, for those of you that aren't watching the video, it's a, it's a white label. Um, it's got an orange band across the bottom with, um, the shape of, of Texas on it. Um, it is a, uh, what appears to be a maple tree, I would guess. Um, in, uh, in the fall, it's got, um, you know, all of its leaves are orange and they're, um, actually, well, now that I look closer to it, those are hop cones hops. on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Hop cones on the ground. There's hop cones in the tree still actually. So that's, that's interesting. Um, that's kind of cool actually. Yeah. That's, yeah. And then, you know, Ingenious has got their, their, uh, branding, uh, on the can as well, actually on both ends of the label. Um, Ingenious on this end, uh, running, vertically up and down the label and then on the other side uh they've got a little bit of a a note about the beer they've got their uh label which is half a brain and half a hop cone uh kind of as one um which is a super cool label uh super cool um logo and then uh, below that they say once a year we brew a double ipa to celebrate the hop harvest this delicious tribute is made with the freshest ella citra and mosaic hops we could get our hands on that's what i like to hear um, so this, this beer is, uh, pretty fresh. Um, we're, we're within, we're within about a month on this beer. So that's what I like to see, especially from a beer that's not here. Um, if I can get a beer from another part of the country, that's, that's within about a month. I'm pretty happy to, to see that. Uh, so if I didn't already say that, that's a double IPA. It's, uh, it weighs in about 8.2%. So, um, you know, that's, that's pretty standard for a double. These guys, uh, they do state on the can that they are independently owned, which is a big thing for a lot of craft drinkers. Um, they like to give their money to those independently owned breweries, um, as I do. But uh, yeah, uh, beyond that, they just say, come visit uh, come visit us in our tap room seven days a week. Um, Ingenious Brewing Company, and they're at uh, 1986 South Houston Ave in Humble, Texas. Or Emery tells me it's called Humble. Yeah, they don't enunciate the H there in Texas, <clears throat> yeah. so yeah. So, yeah. sorry if you're from Texas. All right. Let's give it a go. All right. I think we talked long enough. This has warmed up a little bit now. Oh, that has a nice aroma coming out. Yeah. To the to the glass you go. I just spilled some on my nose. It's all right. <laughs> that has a nice cloudy texture to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that looks good. It does. Look at that. Since you're the beer guy, I'll let you describe it. It's got Mine's got a nice-looking head on the top. Yeah. I mean, Chris has got almost a perfect head. I mean, you can tell how he's going to pour his. I'm going to finish the end of my cans. So. That that looks awesome in this glass. Um, I guess I'll show it to the camera. But that looks that looks beautiful in this glass. It just, I mean, the glass is a cool shape, and... Uh, like you said, the head on it is is just about perfect. It's pretty pretty short. Um, color uh, a lot like you'd see in some New England IPAs. Um, it's it's very hazy. There's no seeing through this thing at all. Um, it's it's not as yellowy and orange juicy as you do see in some other New England IPAs. Uh, but it definitely has a lot of the same characteristics. I'm just gonna take a little sniff here. Yep. All right. 
I don't know. You know, I'm not. There's not a lot that's jumping jumping out at me. I, I'm definitely picking up on some hop aroma, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it the taste test and and see what we come up. Cheers, with. my friend. Cheers. Thank you. Okay, so that has a to me a more of a back taste than a front taste. Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, it's um, <clears throat> I get that hoppy flavor almost from beginning to end. Uh, I, I don't know that it's got that like pungent aroma um, that would normally hit you at the front end, uh, right. off your nose. But um, as it you know hits basically the middle of my tongue, it, I start to I start to get that like bitter hoppiness that's going on there. Um, it, it isn't not to say that it's like offensive or anything like that. Um, it is relatively. Um, it's still relatively sweet and it's got, uh, actually it's pretty sweet now that I let it digest a little bit. Um, but it does have, a, you know, a little bit of that mosaic fruity kind of, um, flavor and it, and it's almost, you know, from front to back on my tongue. At least that's the way I digest it. So as it was sitting here and you're talking, right, I'm almost getting a slight of orange in it. Orange? Or, okay. Or is, is that, I mean, I could <clears throat> go with that. Yeah. It's almost like after you swallowed it, cleared your mouth a little bit. Yeah. It's almost like a citrusy orange on the backside of my palate. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I mean, now that you mention it, I can definitely see that. Smooth. I like that. Yeah. um, I would put this right in that class of smooth, uh, pillowy beers. Some of the ones I've talked about before that are, you know, nice, easy drinkers. They're not, you know, um, they're not assertive in any way. They're just going to kind of slide down and the next thing you know your your glass is empty so uh which is what i like i like to have that i'm gonna top this off oh i finished mine on the way down oh yeah i poured the glass let the head set and yeah. then i finished the can yeah, yeah, yeah i wasn't waiting oh man all right genius here's my one here's my one uh my one pet peeve <laughs> here i can't pour your whole damn can in the glass all right <laughs> No, it's a it's an awesome glass and it's a and it's a good solid beer. I like it. Um, you know, like I I guess probably uh, it's my own fault for not having this this sooner. Um, but you know, if, if this is truly a, a a wet hop ale or um, you know a fresh hop ale, uh, I, I should have had it sooner because you know as everybody knows, hops don't age especially well. And I bet this beer was fucking out of this world. Sorry. No, no, absolutely. Go ahead. We'll mark this one as not for children, folks. That's what we're going to do here. Tonight, if we drop the F-bomb, that's the way it goes tonight. Yeah, sorry. That's how we do it on my podcast. So. Right. Um, I guess you got to be 21 to drink. So that's right. got to be 21 to drink, so why not be 21 to watch the cast? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, those, those fresh hot beers, you know, they're meant to be enjoyed, you know, hyper, hyper fresh, so... Um, so when was this one done? This was done in uh, in, no- in November. In November, so it's, it's not. It's so not when I got here, bad. what we landed here around the fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. It was this would have been pretty sweet yeah. if we'd have done this on the fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. And okay, I, I'm gonna stop that right there because this is not a bad beer. I'm just saying I think this would have been a dynamite balls out awesome beer, probably like three weeks ago. Um, because that that hop aroma, you know, it it sticks so well at the beginning, right when that beer is fresh. Um, so I I think that Ingenious is doing some great things, and I think this is this is a, a really solid beer. I'll go I'll go uh, I'll go four 
I'll give it a I'll give it a four on this beer um, as it sits right now. And like I said, if it if it were better two weeks ago, this is probably a four and a quarter, four and a half beer. Wow. So yeah, yeah, very very pleased with this beer. I kind I kind of like the you know I like the fact of how the cloudiness of it. Yeah. I mean that's one of the things you know as I'm learning to drink the IPAs that you've been yeah. bringing me and stuff. I mean this one has a little darker like a roasted color to it. Yeah. And you can almost somewhat get some of that roastedness out of it. Yeah. I mean, as, as we're drinking it. And I, so would that have changed had we had this when I got home here? I mean, would that have been a little bit better than what we've got now as far as the, like the back taste of the beer? Um, I, I think probably most of what you would have lost would have been on the front end. Okay. Um, you lose, you lose some on the aroma and, um, in the nose mainly, um, but, but like I said, I, I really don't have any complaints with this beer. Did you? You said you drank the end of the I, can, right? I did. Yeah. I did the, you? Did you get all of that like hop sediment yeah, at the bottom? Yeah, yeah. That really bitter hop sediment. Yeah, I like that. I actually like that because uh, it really tells me how uh, the, the the volume of hops that went into this beer. And let me tell you, it's a fucking lot of hops. Um, yeah. I, I. This is awesome. It's great. I like it a lot. So the interesting thing about Ingenious is that I loved when I was there was that. They do in it's probably about every I'm I'm gonna guess maybe every three months they do a new release of like three or four, maybe sometimes five different cans. And yep. when they're done, they're done. And they, Small they match, yeah, yeah, and they won't yeah. do them again maybe until next year. Yep. And so now that you know we've been there and we've actually visited the brewery, it's kinda like gonna have to be one of those times that we're gonna go back and back because Everything is new, yeah. And so I, so you all can hear a little bit of this. I tried one that they had was a fruit cake, oh, that's and right. I was telling Chris about it. This can of beer, if you'd have purified a fruit cake, put alcohol in it, and put it in a can, that is what we drank that night we were there. He had a tester can, we tested it out, and you know, we, all we had was a little glass. You know, we probably had two or three ounces of it, but. Oh man, it was like liquefied fruitcake. Yeah. So I'm excited to try. And I, you know, look as I come back and forth, I'll bring Chris some unique things, and because they do. That's why. That's why their logo has the brain split in half. To me, I don't know why it's split in half, but this is the way they do things. I had one of their dill pickle beers. Um, I actually didn't put it in the video for the pickle festival that we did in Houston oh, nice. this yeah. year. Um, the only thing I drank on camera from them was one of their double IPAs, which was knockout out of this world. Nice. And that was my introduction to Ingenious. Mm-hmm. It was at the Pickle Festival this year. And everybody, though, that I talked to that had their pickle beer said it was, you did not know the difference yeah. between biting a dill pickle or that was in the glass. I think there's a lot to be said, too, for breweries that are willing to jump out and do things weird like that, you know, I mean, to, to brew a pickle beer. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that takes some balls. So. <laughs> so, I mean, whether it's good or not, I, I think, I you know, you get some credit for that. That's awesome. Absolutely. So, as we as we talk and we drink a little of the bit of the beer, I'll tell you a little bit about the place. So, as you go in, it kind of sets in an industrial area. It sets off in like a, a building park. Um, it's lit up well at night. It's got a corner entrance. As you go in, they sit in their own building. Um, it's almost all white on the inside. Hmm. And they got big, tall, long tables there. Instead of having like a singular bar table, they got these big, long tables. Cool. And everybody just kind of sets. 
you know, and it's a community atmosphere. They've probably got close to 25, maybe 30 taps. Wow. And they've all got something different in them. Yep. Um, almost every night. Now, I'm, I'd am i have to look on their website to tell you the truth, yep. to know all of them, but I think every night they've got a food truck and it ranges differently constantly. So if you go there... They're pairing food trucks yeah. to the beer. Yeah, yeah. Which that's cool. That's cool, right? Because their their specialty is beer. Yep. And they're getting you some food that mingles with their beer, and that's awesome. Yeah, that's one thing that I, actually you made me think of when you were talking about the fruitcake beer is that um, you know with beer there's a lot more crossover with uh, you know food pairing that people don't really think about. Um, you know, especially people who aren't super into beer. Um, you're probably missing out on some opportunities to have a, a delicious experience. Um, and, you know, I, I think probably if uh, some of the places that Emery visited had some of these, uh, you know, awesome craft beers to, to drink, uh, a Highway Maniac episode would benefit crazily from that. Absolutely. Um, so I, I implore you if, you, if you know of a good craft beer place, don't skip it. Go check it out. See what they've got. Uh, no matter where you live, I'm sure you've got something. Um, and you know, try some different things. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of good literature out there about pairing food with beer. And, uh, you're honestly, if you haven't tried it, you're, you're missing out on an experience. We had a, we had an awesome dinner. Oh uh, man, we sure did. A couple weeks ago. Um, we went to the, I already talked about it a little bit on a previous episode, but we went to the, uh, Nocturnum, um, beer miss dinner. Uh, which is an event, like I already explained, that Nocturnum, a uh, local uh, craft beer pub, puts on every year where they shut down the restaurant and, uh, you know, it's a ticketed event and you go um, have a five, was it five course meal? It was five course meal we six ate. Six beers. Yep, six beers. And everything's paired um, with what you're going to eat. All the beers are paired with what you're going to eat and, you know, they're prepared uh, by people who know what the hell they're talking about. I wouldn't trust myself to do something like that, but I can tell I you. I wouldn't either. I can. T- <laughs> I wouldn't either. No, especially not what we ate. No, and no. we drank. I never would have put those together. Never. never. Um, but they did a fantastic job, and they they convinced me that you know this is uh, this is a real thing. Um, you know, they. I think for me at least, they made me branch out a little bit. We had some. Um, we had some wine aged beers. Uh, we had some. We had some stouts. Uh, but nothing, nothing was orthodox. There was no, you know, regular lager. There was no pale ale. There was no IPA. No, no, you know, anything within the ordinary at all, uh, or at least uh, I, I guess I would say within within the norm of what you would go to the store and buy um, oh, a no, four pack of not. or a six pack of. Yeah. It's, it was all something that you would find in a, a you know, fifteen or twenty dollar bottle of, of beer. beer. Yeah. Yes. Well, that one. So the one there that we ate with the the seat, the like the crab cake that we had. Oh yeah. That was only made in I think fifteen case. That was it a year. They made fifteen yes. cases of that a year. Yeah. And they actually got two cases. And if I remember right, that came from Italy. Yeah, I believe that one did. Yep, that was—I mean, that was mind blowing. And you know, I'm not a huge beer drinker, and I'm learning. But I used to be a big wine drinker, and you know, the idea of bringing the—you know—the wine in over your tongue and pushing it around your teeth, and you're getting the idea of eating with it. That crab cake—if you cap a little bit bit in your mouth and then you took a drink—you got a whole different glass of. I mean, a beer. It was just, yeah. it opened it right up. It was phenomenal. The one that really stuck with me, 
um, was the last course where we had um, <clears throat> we had the stout and the creme brulee at the same time. Oh. And I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God, I. I got diabetes that day. <laughs> it was no, it was awesome. It was, uh, it, was. it was a ridiculous amount of sweetness um, all together, but it wasn't it wasn't an overload. Like it was just you know a, a bite of food and then the continuation of it uh, in a liquid form, just washing it down. Uh, all in all, just a fantastic time, and uh, that, that I, was I'm ex- doing it again. That was extraordinary. That's so. What Chris is talking about, for all of you on my channel, I come home for Christmas, you know, my wife and I, we come home, and Chris had surprised me with my Christmas present was tickets to this beer dinner. I kidnapped him. And he kidnapped me, and away we went. I it was, it was so interesting, I actually thought we were going to go off to a Chinese food, the four of us, Chris's wife and mine, and we were all going to go off, and all of a sudden, Kelly says to me, well, let's take separate vehicles. And I said to her, how cheap can you possibly be that you want the kids to drive back to Shorter Way, right? And so it was kind of cool. Chris and I take off, and all of a sudden I'm like, why are we, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, why are we going downtown, but thinking he might go get beer. And then he opens up and tells me where we're going. And I just can't tell you. I couldn't express to you without showing you some of the food we ate mm. and the beer because... He's talking about the creme brulee, and one of the most amazing parts of that dish yeah. was the beer. I mean, you took a bite of the creme brulee, you left some of the sweetness and the sugar in your mouth, and that beer, that was like having two beers at the exact same time. Yep. You drank a little before you ate some, then if you drank a little while you had a little food in your mouth, you actually got a different beer. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah, that, that, that truly, actually, at the end of that, we thought you come out with, di- we all come out with diabetes. Oh, I, man. Oh, that was so delectable. <laughs> My <laughs> chair collapsed in the middle of the fucking beer, too. I felt like such a drunk. <laughs> like, just out of nowhere... I'm I'm just sitting there like this, like trying to drink my beer. And next thing I know, my this chair, chair falls in half. <laughs> and like I thought, I put the beer down in time, and it was on the table by the time you I didn't hit the ground. Any, though. But I had some, no, it was all uh, over my shirt. Uh, what? It was uh, all uh, over my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I got to spend the next like 20 minutes pretending that that didn't happen. <laughs> no one noticed. No, no one really noticed. It was fine. Oh god, it was oh, awesome. Whatever. whatever. Everybody was drunk. It didn't matter. What an amazing night, though. That really was. We had six totally beers. Yep. And when he, when Chris is talking about different beers, these are things that you'd never see in your store, your local stores. But not. But for me, I would never. Why? Well, I wouldn't even venture to have looked at the yeah. label or even considered picking one up because yep. that's how off, off the beaten path these beers yeah. were. This was totally out there. I think that speaks too to you know. Uh, lack of adventurousness on my part because you know as as enlightened as i think i am sometimes with beer um i still have so much to know and i think if you think you know everything you're just wrong you're just dumb um because a i didn't know that any of these beers existed i'd never heard of any of them or any of their breweries um b the flavor profiles were totally different than anything i was i was used to and see like you oh, said yeah, even me yeah you're, you're not going to go seek out these beers um unless you've had them in the past or unless you're like you're beyond adventurous because shit like i said i i try to i try to find something new pretty much every time i go to try beer or go to get beer 
Um, but those are those are not things no, that, no. I, that would end up in my basket. <laughs> no, no, because like you said, they they probably were an average of fifteen, twenty, twenty five dollars per Gotta bottle be. of Gotta the be. beer, and it's just yeah, it's. I mean, when I go into a store, I look at what the alcohol content is because you've kind of proven to me that a little higher alcohol content gives me a little better aroma and taste. Yeah. And I, I mean, I literally, if I look at a four pack and it's twenty bucks, I'll pick it up. Yeah. And I'll try it. Yep. You know, and then I expect that to be in that range, that price range. Yep. But to have looked at a single bottle that was, you know, say 15 or 20, that better be a bourbon stout that I know I'm going to get some aged yeah. barrelness out of it and yeah, go, oh, yeah. yeah, now I'm talking. Yeah, exactly. It's got some years in it. But these beers all did. They all had, they all had yeah. uh, you know, a lot of them were aged. And, and I mean, I just taking a shot in the dark. I don't know how much money they were, but I'm guessing that they were probably 15 or $20 bottles of beer. And they were absolutely worth it. Oh, they're beautiful. That, that one, well, he told us, so the one that we had there that night, that had actually been aged in wine barrels for yep. a year prior. Oh, the they first They opened one. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then yep. they put it back in and yeah. aged it another year. That's right. So at the um, at the Beer Miss Dinner of 2018, they they made this beer uh, in collaboration with Orno Brewing Company, Nocturnum did, and it was a Saison, and... Having not gone to the 2018 uh, beer mess, I don't know you know what it tasted like, but I know that when they um, released that beer for beer mess 2018, after the event was over, they repackaged it into a wine barrel and aged it for another year, and that's what we had and, when we first got there. We yeah. walked in the door, somebody grabbed our coats, and they handed us and a beer. handed us that beer, and it, and was, it was it was phenomenal. good. It was a good way to start too, because I think it was pretty high up there. Yeah. The ABV, so yeah. Uh, it was a great opener. It was a great opener to what awesome. we were about to experience for an evening. It was yeah. really awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I can't say enough positive things about that whole dinner. Uh, shout out to Gene at Nocturnum and the whole staff there. And um, shout out to uh, Main Craft Beer Guild for doing, you know, providing the beer and um, doing the pairings for the, uh, the dinner as well. Uh, they're the ones who put everything together and paired the beers with the food. Uh, Honestly, couldn't have been any any happier uh, with the outcome. Oh no, I couldn't either. I mean, I was I I will do that again next year if, if we it. if we all get tickets. That would be a phenomenal try. Let's do I it. it would be nice if he'd allow me to do some sort of filming, even if it was just to the walk through the bar in the beginning, cool. and maybe take a, a walk into the kitchen, and have a look, and then not do the dinner because. There's a lot of people there that probably wouldn't want to be on film, and I wouldn't want to because it's a Christmas thing, yep. right? But it would be nice to just get the owner of Nocturnum on a little footage and say, hey, you know, I was here last year at your dinner party, and this is a closed deal that we're all talking about here. There was, what, 25, 25 maybe 30 50 people, people there? Yeah. And we're all setting like a medieval style, like yeah, a, like a cross, table. big long table with a cross. And there was the owners set at the cross, at the and end, then yeah. we all sat down this length of this big long table. Yep. And it was everybody that sat across from us was friendly. The people yeah. on side of us was friendly because we were there as beer connoisseurs. Right. We were there to have an amazing meal, and we were there to have great beer. And we did. And we did. We had all that. Yeah. And, you know, that's a lot like uh, what you were talking about with Ingenious, and it's something I really admire about um, the craft beer scene is, you know, trying to promote that social element of uh, drinking beer. Uh, so, you know, we were sitting at a big, long table, and right across from all kinds of people we didn't know, 
Um, it kind of forces you to be social. Yeah, it does. A good thing. Yes, it does. And I, you know, I, I did my best to leave my phone in my pocket and just try to, you know, take everything in, enjoy the beer, enjoy the company, and everything like that. It seems like, you know, having not seen it, it seems like that's something like what it's Ingenious is trying to do with their very much so. When you so when you walk through the initial door of Ingenious, to your right is this about forty foot long table, chairs down both sides of it. So, as you'd set, you know, you're going to set with other people you obviously don't know. Right. You know, they do have a small bar. It's probably 20 feet long. Um, they do have a, another row to your left of probably eight picnic tables, but those picnic tables are about 15 feet long. And what's cool there is, is if there's a whole lot of people there, you're going to set with other people right. that you don't know again. So, yep. you're... You're actually interacting, being social, yeah. with people that are enjoying the same craft experience yeah. as you are. I think it's. I think that's really important, especially with the way that we live our lives now. A lot of us, um, you know, watch if you're watching or listening to this podcast or you know watching this YouTube video, uh, you're spending time away from people. And trust us, we want you to listen to this podcast Absolutely. and watch this video. Right, I want you to watch this video and listen to the podcast. So. But don't forget about what's going on around you. Right. Be social. Go to your go to your local pub. Go to your local microbrewery and enjoy it. Like like I said in the beginning, the cool part about going to Ingenious was when I got there, there was a manager there serving beer. Awesome. And he was he was as much interested in giving you one beer as he was giving you sample to try something you looked at on the menu. Yep. So when he handed me the menu, right, it's a bunch of pages. It was, I don't know, four or five pages long. Wow. And I just kind of sat there, and I'm I'm looking through it, trying to <laughs> trying to think like my, my stepson Chris, and going, what would Chris drink? I'd better try this, because I want to be able to go back and tell Chris what I had, right? Yeah. And they just, they are there to tell you about the beer, yeah. which I just find fascinating. Because you go into a beer store, right? You know, you know, there's no one that's standing at the cooler to help you choose a beer. You're looking at a cooler with these thousands of beers, and someone like me, I'm standing there looking at it and going, okay, what the hell do I want to drink today, yeah, you know? Exactly. And I'm guessing, am I going to like it? Am I not going to like it? And, you know, yeah. I think there's a lot more room for that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it a, like a beer advisor, but I think I think beer stores and, you know, breweries could, could do a better job of, Having somebody there to coach people, um, I guess you know. I guess probably breweries do 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 a better job of it. Um, and I see a little bit of it at uh, local place Damon's actually. Um, you know, sometimes if there's somebody hanging around, they'll they'll come up to you and say, "Hey, what are you looking for today?" And uh, you know, they'll try to try to coach you up or give you a sense of you know what they've got that's similar to what you like. Um, but you know, I there's there's a lot of value in that. I think a lot of people, and I see it firsthand, people walking up to a beer cooler and not having any clue what to get because it's there's so many options. It's overwhelming. I don't know if you have the same problem in Texas as we do here, but there are so many great craft breweries here that are putting out so many different beers throughout the year. Um, people like it's almost like uh, it's almost fatiguing. You know what I mean? Like there's 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 just too much to look at, and and people are overwhelmed. Well, and, and that's so. There's like two real. In Maine here, I know you talk about it all the time, the amount of beers that are released here in Maine. Mm -hmm. We don't see that as much in Texas. No. Or at least I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not trying to offend anybody if you listen to this and you're in Texas. It's I don't recognize the different 
times a year that they come out. Yeah. I mean, I do follow a couple. I, I've got like Southern Star. I, I love some of their beer, and mm-hmm. I, I follow them. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where when I walk up to the cooler and I look at it, it's overwhelming. I stand there and say, okay, yeah. I know what I'm going to drink over here. I know right. I'm going to get a six-pack of that. Yeah. And then I walk down the cooler and go, I have to try something new yeah. at least once a week. Right. Right. And as I get through it, I mean, I I find that, you know, I'm trying more and more. And then all of a sudden, when I go back in a month to the grocery store, it's gone. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm standing there going, oh, I won't need another one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I, and that's what I was going to say. When you start watching a brewery closely, like, you know, you probably will with Ingenious, um, you'll notice that, you know, maybe they will still have their small batch beers that they'll, you know, they'll be a one-off or whatever. But when you start watching a brewery closely, you'll say, okay, from, you know, from April to July, they'll have this beer and so on and so forth. It's like the Swish that I always talk yeah. about. You know, oh, and yeah. you can really only get that from, uh, being generous, we'll say like October to like March or something like that. Uh, and then, you know, from there, they'll switch to something else. Yochi, by the way, was awesome. Yeah. I, I have to tell you, Chris, we had, we had Swish over Christmas and what an amazing beer to have. It's nice to come home. I have to tell you all this. You know, I look forward to coming back here to Maine, and especially now that Chris is into the beer stuff, because I get to come home over the holidays. We come home over the 4th of July as well. And we get to experience these really amazing, you know, breweries and brews. (laughs) And it's different for me, right? I mean, I'm, like I said, I was a scotch drinker. Now I'm, I'm starting to really like the different beers that you bring back. I mean, look, I'd like to tell you... And I'm going to enunciate this wrong, I know, but you give me a beer over Christmas called, I think, Ovum? Uh, or- Orville. Orville. Yeah. And that beer, I have to tell you, that was, I mean, I, I wished I had taken notes, everybody, yeah. and wrote down what I what that was like to drink, because I could sit down, I could drink a 12-pack of that and not even, uh, that was amazing beer, to me, to I, me. I, uh... I have regrets because I bought I bought a couple of those beers and I gave them out as presents for Christmas. So I bought that totally blind and gave them away. So I've not had the chance to try that beer, but I was uh, really intrigued by it because it was um, it was uh, a Belgian uh, brewed um, in a, in a monastery by Trappist monks. Uh, and I looked at it. I looked at the ratings. I looked at all kinds of positive things that people had to say about it. And I looked at the fact that it was a five and a half dollar, twelve ounce bottle of beer, and I said, "Well, shit, this has got to be good." I mean, and it was. Let's give it a go. Don't let don't let him fool you with the price. It was amazing. So here's here's my little bit of take on it. I think, and I, I know I'm wrong, and, and Kelly, you know, Kelly took a sip of it as well, but I think it had a little bit of anise in it. Oh, that's probably true. So yeah. it and it had and it had some sort of nut that I couldn't put my finger on, mm-hmm. mixed with this spice. I mean, the beer and it went down like it was water. Yep. I, I poured that in a glass. It had a beautiful color to it. Um, it wasn't a roasted color like this. It, it wasn't cloudy like this. It was a little clear, but it was a like almost like a rich nut color. Yep. And oh, that yeah. went down so smoothly. And see, and if I'd not known you hadn't had it or you didn't have a bottle of it, we'd oh. have split it like we did the others. I'll get more. I of mean, it. that was yeah. But I, to 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 go back to what he's talking about about you know um, coming home and and doing the whole uh, 
you know, collecting of all the delicious beers and whatever. It's like, it's like a lot of pressure for me, you know, knowing that somebody who's not from here is coming here and holy shit, I got to be the curator for this amazing <laughs> beer experience that, that he's going to have when he's home. Um, so, you know, I, I run around trying to like scoop up all the good stuff I can find, but we had, a, uh, I mean, one of the better runs of, of, uh, beer, I don't know beer smorgasbords we've ever had i think this year um oh, yeah. between the um founders uh cbs excellent uh, the canadian breakfast out yeah. um that was really good we had that a couple of days ago um uh swish swish we've had emerald chaos chaos emeralds from lone pine uh, i i wound up with uh uh mason's uh hipster the regular oh yeah, double hipster double yeah. hipster, yeah, double hipster yeah. killed one of those That's good. six pack of that or four pack of that yep um, what was the one Matt gave us we were up there we we drank a, like a juice uh, oh my god that was I phenomenal for, I forgot about that we had uh, yeah we got to have a juice machine from Treehouse um, which was an extremely limited release that we picked up back in uh, November so I. I had a hard time not bitching at him for uh, holding on to that beer for so long because it was such a good beer. And literally, can limit at the brewery was two. If you went to the, not two four packs, if you went to the brewery that day and you wanted to get Juice Machine, you could buy two of them. So he held on to one of them just to share with us on Christmas Day, and it, you know, hats off to him. Fantastic, very much appreciated, and it actually didn't age uh, too badly. It was still really good by the time we had it. It was. I mean, when Matt cracked out at Christmas, that was that was a, a really good beer. I'm um, smooth, wicked smooth. Ha- had a great smell of hops to it. Um, I it was, you know, when Chris kept sitting there complaining that he held on to it. I had no idea what to expect that we were going to drink, but it was it was just delicious. I I look forward to indulging in that once again. I hope when they do do it again. Jeez, I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, we had some... plus if we had one of yours, we drank this year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We had uh, uh, something I've not really talked about a lot on the podcast, but um, you know, this year I've gotten a little bit into brewing uh, on my own a little bit, and. Uh, this year for Christmas, we polished off the last bottle of um, the last beer that I made. Uh, original recipe, um, really not much of a winter beer, more uh, of a summer crusher kind of thing. Um, you know, like a 4% uh, dry hop pale ale. Uh, you know, not a bad beer. Um, no, it was a good beer. Yep. It was a good beer. It went down nicely. I mean, it had it had a good color to it. Had great taste to it. Yeah, the the back taste of that beer was wonderful. I mean, that, you got a lot more flavors on the back side of it. Yeah. I thought that was my opinion. Yeah, and it was nice. I mean, it was good this summer at the wedding. Yep, yeah. but it was even better, I think, at Christmas time. That's true. Well, I actually did change it a little bit. The one we had in uh, in the summer for the wedding um, was a little bit different, but the one that we had was uh, based on that same platform. Okay. Uh, basically, the big difference um, for those of you who. Uh, are interested in hops um i hop the shit out of it with mosaic instead of cascade um and if you're at all familiar with mosaic you know what that flavor is like and how much different it is uh so that was really really fun for me and i really look forward to um you know further trying to perfect that beer uh it's kind of the beer that you'd want to drink if you were out on the golf course or you're just out you know hanging out in the summer or if you're in Texas, uh, you just all the time because it's, time. it's, it's hot all the time. There, <laughs> if not a hundred. Oh, yeah, um, no, that was a good beer. 
That was good beer. That was all right. I don't know if I ever talked about this before on the podcast, but I actually used to live in Texas, too. Um, so I, I know what it's like, how hot it is down there. Uh, when I lived there, though, I was underage, so I never got to experience a lot of the uh, the craft beer experience or any of the beer experience, really. You were, you, you were on base. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I can tell you, living in Texas, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, it's it's almost average, 70, 80, on, on a constant basis. I mean, right now they're in the winter, and you know it's still forty, fifty degrees, sixty degrees. I mean, since we've been home here, I've been watching the temperature and going, "Wow, them poor bastards!" It's like seventy three, and it's six degrees here. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's that's one thing about being in the heat down there. You can sit down and kill two or three beers in the afternoon, and it's nothing to it. I mean, yep. that just, it goes so down. You know, everybody knows who drinks beer. You know, it goes better when it's hot out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's way better. That's right. Yeah. Here we have to drink to stay warm. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everybody in the Northeast is an alcoholic. That's right. Oh, oh boy. God. This is really different than some of the other stuff we've drank lately. It is. It's It's like, it's almost like, tangy at the end um now that it, you know would you almost call that more of a tangerine on the end of that than an orange i'd give it that because you, you got that almost like a bite of a yeah it's got a little bit of bitter. yeah 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 you know you, you really turned me on to something with the orange thing you know it's not something i was thinking of yeah it's good it's good it's good yeah there's nothing wrong with that um <clears throat> so i was gonna ask you this so do you remember like a beer that ever changed your like your whole outlook on beer because like you said for a long time you were into scotches and liquors and like all of a sudden in the last couple of years you've turned yourself on to, to beers a lot do you remember like a particular beer that changed your mind or like do you think about ever like when you were younger having a beer that kind of you know really stuck with you or anything like that? I do so it, it was interesting back in about uh 1991 um, 1990, I guess, actually, I, I'd left college and was getting ready to go south and we went to a restaurant there in, here in Maine. So you got to understand for all of my viewers that are down in Texas right now, for a Mexican restaurant to be in Maine, mm-hmm. it, there's maybe two or three that are really good here yeah. that are phenomenal. One of the ones that we lost a couple years back here was called Dos Amigos. Oh, yeah. And that was down in Belfast. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal, phenomenal yeah, Mexican great. restaurant. I mean, people came from New York City to come here to eat. And actually, one night back in, like I said, the early 90s, we were having a, a Christmas party there. And they came around, the owner, and he handed out uh, Negro Modelo. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I'd never experienced that, right? Yep. Because, like I said, I was a true Scotch drinker. I, I, I maybe had had a half a dozen beers. Beer wasn't my thing, and believe it or not, that was probably my go-to beer. If somebody said to me, hey, do you want to have a beer? Yep, I do, and I'll drink this. Yeah. And, you know, it's a heavy black beer. Yeah. And, I mean, it's to me, it's sweet. Yeah. That's what I get out of that beer. Yeah. And I drank that. Oh, I drank that up until probably almost the early 2000s. Um, I, I tried to... A few times, I tried a few other beers. I've tried, you know, Pacificos and all those. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not just I never had the taste of it. Yep. And it's funny when you started bringing IPAs around. I remember the first couple you brought. I was like, "Oh God, yeah. I can't do that." Yeah, I, thought I, they were disgusting. Yeah, I can't do that. And I'll tell you all for the listeners and my viewers: if you, something doesn't taste right to you, here's something I want to give, particularly my food viewers: is <clears throat> Chris brought me these beers, and, and they were mostly over holidays that he'd come in. He'd have four or five cans of different ones, never drinking the same beer. And literally, he'd put them down, he'd pour me a taste, and I'd take the, and it's, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't, I couldn't even finish, you know, the, the couple of ounces that he'd give me. And similar to food, and I want to pass this along to everybody, is that all of a sudden, I found myself, like, months later, actually craving the taste that you had given me. Yep. I was my mouth was actually starting to actually crave a, a juicier taste in my alcohol. Um, and it wasn't even in the alcohol. I just wanted a bitter, something bitter yeah. in, with like a snap to yeah. it. And it took you, what, a couple of years, and then all of a sudden, I can't remember the first one that I landed on that you brought to the house, yeah. and it was just... It was heaven. It was. Oh, I don't remember. And, oh, it was uh, Chaos Emeralds. Was the Chaos one that Emerald. Really got okay, yeah, it was. Yeah, you got me a couple. Yeah, and I just so Chaos Emerald, right? Done by Lone Pine. Mm-hmm. Lone Pine. I just I, that beer hit me, and that changed my. It truly changed the way I look at beer. Yep. And I want to tell you all, it's the same thing for me with food. Yeah. So as I've gone here from the Maine in New England, now I've eaten food all over the world. You know, Australia and New Zealand. I've been in China um, and over in Europe. It's I love food and I'll try anything. But being in the South, I have really started to pick up tastes that I never had here in Maine yeah. for food. And it's the same thing with beer. I found this is something I'm growing into. Yep. As I'm coming through, I'm growing into the beer and going, wow, I prefer a bitter beer. Yep. I want it to have that citrusy bite or that hoppy bite in it. And it's it's interesting. I mean, we were at a wedding last night. You know, Kelly and I, we went All off right. to a wedding. And kudos to the people that got married, Megan yeah. and Jonathan. Congratulations. Um, awesome. congratulations to them. So happy for both of them. Um, love you guys both. Uh, we had a great time. We actually got to set with some ball pairs from the National League. You know, because they're the world champions this year. He doesn't know anything about baseball. It, I don't, so, you know. Forgive him. I, I'm just trying to riddle off what I do know, and then that's <laughs> nothing as it comes to baseball. Um, but, so it was kind of one of those things. Kelly had a, a Michelob Ultra last night, and she was like, oh, this is so fresh. Here, taste it. And I'm, I'm drinking an Orono. Uh, tubular. Tubular. I was drinking last night, and I picked that Michelob Ultra up, and I took a sip of it, and it's like, oh, I just... That is not what my taste buds are at anymore. <laughs> I, they never were, right. but they definitely are not. Yeah. If it was, I can tell you that as a a non connoisseur of beer, but a fellow that likes to drink it, if I was to sit down and someone offered me anything but what we're currently kind of drinking of that kind of quality, of that kind yeah. of quality, I would refuse it. Yeah. And not go without, because that's just where my my taste buds are right now. I mean, I'm I'm kind of liking what we're trying, and I like getting around that kind of beer. And yeah. 
I mean, the idea of there's nothing wrong with a good Budweiser or a good Miller, of course. It's just not where my taste buds are, you know. I think I talked about it on the <clears throat> excuse me on the episode with uh, with Paul, but we, we talked about how you know, like in my early twenties, I spent a lot of time just drinking whatever I could drink. Um, like so we all I, did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, I spent a lot of time drinking Bud Light and just whatever, whatever else, and you know. Funneling Jägermeister or whatever disgusting thing I could oh. possibly done when I was young. Love Jägermeister, but uh, <laughs> but <clears throat> you're definitely onto something um, with the way that your your tastes change, and I think it goes all the way back to you know at least for me um, as a younger kid or like as a as a young person as a child, you don't have a taste for all these things, and your you know your parents kind of force feed you into we'll say it's like broccoli or you know Brussels sprouts or oh, something asparagus. like that. Or asparagus, yeah. <laughs> So, so like, for me, it was, when I was a kid, I, there were all kinds of these foods that I didn't like. And as I grew up, I would just, you know, kind of, like, turn around and just pretend that nobody was, you know, nobody watched me while I eat this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's actually not that bad. So your, your taste buds evolve, and, um, you know, I think everybody's got that one food that they probably didn't like, or they, you know, they didn't think that they liked when they were uh, younger or a few, few years ago. And then you give it a chance again, and your taste buds evolve, and and that's exactly how it happened for me with beer as well. Uh, and I think and that's it's what you're exactly yeah, at. that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, you know, I was a <clears throat> like I said, a Scotch drinker. I've always drank good Scotch. Yep. I, I've never had the taste of a bad Scotch, and even though there isn't really bad Scotch, it's just poor Scotch as far as I'm concerned. Yep. You know, but <clears throat> it's funny with beer. It's I'm evolving, and I find that the beers even. So I've been in Texas two years. Even the beer that I got in Texas two years ago when I knew nothing, nothing about what was down there for microbrews, I don't find I have the taste for those couple of cans that I drank then like I do now. Yep. I find myself totally going out and going, okay, I don't want that. (laughs) I I, I like this one over here, and I don't even go for them anymore. Everybody's taste changes, and I've got those same breweries here that... A couple of years ago, I was into, I won't name names, I was into, you know, X Brewery, and uh, that was my favorite beer, and, and now I, I wouldn't buy it. Um, it's just, you know, it's nothing against any particular brewery, it's just your, your tastes change, change over time. And, yeah. And, you know, part of it is pushing your, you know, pushing your comfort level, and, you know, drinking something that maybe you wouldn't have tried before, and that helps to kind of evolve your uh, taste buds. And, you know, push you to that, to that next thing, because I'm, I won't, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I didn't, you know, my first IPA, I didn't love it. No, I thought it was dog shit. And going back to think about that same IPA now, it was dog shit, but, but it got that, you know, it got that momentum going and, you know, I, I it started, it started me on a path that ended me, you know, with something like this, a, a really good beer and, you know, something that somebody put a lot of time and effort, and there's good quality ingredients in. And um, I, I think that's becoming the big thing, right? And I mean, there's a lot of microbreweries out there, and kudos to all of them for starting. Anybody who goes out and starts a small business on their own, kudos to you. I've done it. I've, I've built two or three companies. Look, congratulations. But r- realize that what Chris and I are talking about, right, is people's taste buds are changing and they're demanding better quality. And they want different tastes all the time. <clears throat> so don't produce something that is just okay. Right. Because, you, you know, 
10 months from now, the people that did like what you were producing, they may have tried something else and their taste buds have changed like mine have. And now I'm searching. Yep. I'm ever, ever searching for the better beer. I just truly am. I'm, I'm trying. Because look, and I'll admit to it. I'm searching for you a better beer all the time. I really am. I'm trying to find you like the that. best beer. We like that. And I want to bring it home and go, hey, I got this beer. <laughs> <laughs> bring it home a trophy. That's right. Yeah. 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 It's not hard to find trophies here. we got plenty of trophies around here. Well, we sure do. There's no question. One I've missed this, this winter that I haven't had, that I had back in the summer here was dinner oh dinner and yeah. i haven't had dinner but on my way out when we leave the state here in a couple of days i am going to have dinner <laughs> i don't even think we have time to talk about this <laughs> dinner is uh <coughs> i think dinner was my first love when we're talking about beer and i'm talking about true love i'll make irresponsible decisions I'll uh, I'll wait in line for a couple hours out in the cold. I'll drop a hundred dollars and buy a whole case because I mean I talked about this a little bit with Brandon, but uh, never really got into a lot of detail. Probably a lot of you understand what you know the lore and the experience with dinner has been over the recent years. But Main Beer Company dinner, um, it's on the next level of a beer. Uh, I I noted last time or uh, two times ago that it's one of the only beers I've ever given a perfect rating to. Um, when I was doing writing for October, uh, they I, I gave them a five. I gave dinner a five out of five. Uh, or sorry, uh, their rating scale was different. It was a hundred. I gave them a hundred out of a hundred. Um, so it doesn't get better than that. Um, can't possibly say enough good things about it. And and honestly, the, the whole story behind it is fantastic because uh, it used to be a thing... A ticketed event. You would have to buy a ticket two weeks before the release of dinner to go have to wait in line and then buy your case in a half an hour window. And if you weren't there, you were fucked. So, and he used to come home and tell me these things and i go, you're nuts. It's a, it's a fucking beer. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. No. Awesome. No, he's right. Awesome. He's right. Awesome. <clears throat> Pure. Drink it as fresh as you can. I'll say that. That that's the one downside to dinner being so uh, much more available now is that um, you can get it much uh, further beyond its production date than you ever used to be able to. And it's not, it, as far as I'm concerned, it's not. It's well worth it. it yeah, no, it's it's amazing. You uh, want it within the first that week first or two. couple of days. Yeah, uh, that first day, like nothing you've ever yeah, had mind in your life. Um, and I think that's true for every beer. But uh, dinner on the day it was bottled, holy shit. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Still great beer, regardless of, of when you have it. Um, but you know that's that's their motto. One of their mottos is you, you know drink it fresh. So, and we have. Yep. We have. We We've have. drank it fresh, yep. and it makes a difference. Well, you and I have drank it within a day or two of it being bottled, and you and I have drank it within two weeks of it being bottled. Yep. And it is not the same beer. Yep. No. It, it, right. it is definitely something that. I got no problems if I bought a case. I think at this stage of the game, I come home in the summer, if I buy a case of it, I'd have no issues with the fact of disappearing for the two days it took me to drink the case. Yep. <laughs> Anybody who's not from Maine or hasn't ever traveled to Maine for dinner, you've 
probably heard of it, and you're probably just wanting to spit in our face right now for talking about how <laughs> it's not the best beer ever sometimes. It really is awesome. Um, if, if you haven't made it up here, go get it. Uh, even if it's a, you know, a week or two weeks old, it's probably better than a lot of stuff you've ever had before. Oh yeah. So yeah, forget all that. Anyway, what do you think about the beer? I love it. Well, yours has been gone for a while. Yeah. Well, you know, I, look, I just drink it a little faster than you do. <laughs> you, you know, you, you sit down you pull it apart and you enjoy it uh, like you're supposed to. Me, I sit down, I drink it and go, yeah, no, that was pretty good. I'll take another drink of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I like that, right? And, and I'm one of those drinkers that I think it becomes because of the scotch part of me is that when I pick a glass up and I swirl it and I get the smell and all of a sudden my mouth says, give me some of that, right? And yes. You, and you take a small sip of it, and you go, okay, yeah, mm, yeah. And I instantly want another sip of it. And with a beer that is this good, I literally take a drink and go, oh, yeah. And the minute the bitterness is gone out of my mouth or the, the citrusness, my brain says, I'll take another drink of that, right? Yep. And I pick it up, and I go. And the next thing I know, I'm looking at an empty glass and right. thinking, wow, he's got a half a glass left. And, oh, he's over there. He's got a half a glass. I guess I'm sitting here waiting for a glass. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. like, every drink is like, okay, what's going on with that? Right. All right, let's try it again. Let's see what's different. And then, yeah, next thing you know, it's gone. Yeah. yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. Okay, guys. So, at this point, uh, Emery and I had finished our first beer. And uh, I figured probably an hour was enough for you guys to want to listen to in one session. Um, those of you who are interested in longer episodes, you're welcome. Um, those of you who are interested in two-part episodes, you're also welcome. Because um, we uh, we had another beer, uh, we get a little bit more drunk, and we kept talking later on. So uh, next week's episode will also be featuring Emery West of the Highway Maniac. Um, please remember to check him out uh, on YouTube at the Highway Maniac. Um, just search Highway Maniac, and you will end up at his page. Uh, they do a lot of interesting things. You can also find him on Instagram and Twitter at Highway Maniac. Um, and what a great time. Um, really hope you guys were able to stick it out and uh, listen to the whole thing. And uh, honestly, the next episode is even that much more entertaining. So thank you guys again very much for listening to the Beers from Last Night podcast featuring special guest Emery West of the Highway Maniac. Um, please remember to follow me uh, on Instagram at Beers from Last Night and shoot me any questions at all you have. Um, that's Here's from last night at gmail.com. Thanks again.